Messi. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Borussia. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! And welcome back to an action-packed edition of All Out West. This week in Australian football has been another big one. With City downing West Sydney Wanderers 3-1. Victory had their jets cooled and Brisbane laid waste to the Bulls. And did I mention Western United are on top of the table? Now, this week you were joined by the original panel of the pod. We've got Scott, we've got Kelsey. How's the week been, lads? Uh, pretty boring so far. Nothing to do. Well, for me, I'm good. I'm over COVID finally. And um, not just are we in first, we're in outright first. Even with all the games games in hand. So, for example, thanks to the um, Bulls getting slaughtered, even with their games in hand, they cannot go above us in points. No team can. If they're all to play the same games, have 11 games played, we would still be outright first. Could have been a bit higher, but I'll take it. What position would you like us to be in other than first? Uh, just a couple more points ahead would have been fantastic. We'll get into that later. It's it's not a bad position to be in just under halfway through the season, and I'll take it because last season wasn't very good. In uh, well, I'll take it as we just had a stretch of away games, and normally we suck at them. At least we've gotten points in all of them. We've got a lot Do of away think... games to come too. What's probably going to work in our favor is last year we had this bit of a caravan going and we were like, I like a carnival kind of like, we're just constantly traveling for like those few months. We're in Queensland, we got stuck in Queensland for COVID. Then we're back to Tassie and we're barely in like in Victoria. So I think a bit more consistency will be good for us. Yeah. I think that's, I think that'll be help us out a bit. Um, Yeah. Now we've got a bit of a, let me pull a little thing up here. Club update. Now, on Sunday, the 20th of Feb, there is a preseason friendly between North Geelong Warriors and Western United's under-21s. The kickoff for the under-21s is at 12 p.m. and seniors at 2 p.m. at Elko Park. Elcho Park? I'm not familiar with the name. Elko Park, good... I think it is. That's Is it near the Dole office? Oh, it's got to do with the um. I believe like Elko's name, like the golf course is named Elko Golf Course. And okay, I'm not familiar with the area at all. Um, but yeah, I just made a little, little bad joke there. But uh, yeah, nah, if anyone's can't make it to the game, we're looking for a bit of extra football to see on Sunday before we take on uh the our game on Sunday, which I think is uh we'll get into it shortly. And now a big thing is the an injury update. And this come out on a social media post on Western United this afternoon that said Pasquale returned to training for the first time this season. So what do you guys think about Pasquale being back at training? Scott? Yeah, it's, um, I guess it's good to see him back. And it's, yeah, it's hard to see how he fit into the team now and who will drop out for him, really. Maybe might come off the bench a few times. It will be interesting to see what happens with him. Yep. Yeah, I think I, he'll have to make the most of his bench time. That is just going to have to be happy with what he gets at the moment and hope that he maximizes those minutes when he does get on. 
just just a bit of like a bit of thought there. So what he had was believed to be a season, like a whole season rehabilitation to get back into it. I don't expect to see him to say until another maybe end of the season, best case scenario, um, for the senior like the senior team. But I would be more like I would expect him to maybe get some minutes in the under twenty ones in the MPL three. I think that's a yeah. reasonable expectation this season. Going if they don't line up, their season doesn't line up with ours. I also think it's a smart thing to do, putting him in through the under twenty ones where it's not as physical or as demanding, and he can build himself up. You know, start with thirty minutes, slowly build up to forty five, sixty, so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's one other bit of news for the club, which is I'm just going to bring it up because I forgot to put in the run sheet. Bugger me. Uh, West United will be doing a bit of a food bank drive, which is a very fun uh, thing. So normally each game they do like a kick for, um, I think it's a $10,061. Or if you miss, it's 61 and you got to kick from the middle of the, middle of the ground or whatever. And they're doing a, a could take home up to 10K at a food relief match, which is pretty cool. What do you guys think about this? That's a good thing, I guess. It's a donation and helping out those who need helping. Yeah, I'm for it. Look, I like that they, um, you know, they donate the meals for every goal scored. I, I like they're really trying to drive the Food Bank Victoria program. Um, yeah, who would like to win 10K? No, I'd take it. Look, it could be better if they uh, did it for all the goals we save rather than goals we score, considering we're the lowest score in club. But um, yeah, it's something. It's better than nothing, I guess. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Well, they probably went with goals scored just so they didn't have to pay as much. Uh, but yeah, I I I really like the community initiatives and food bank like along like similar business like um I'm going to say business but uh, companies that provide that kind of thing like Second Bite do amazing work for for people that need help and I'm I like seeing it it's it's good yeah it's just it makes you feel good inside knowing that your club's supporting the community. Do you guys want to get into the game review? Let's do it. Sure. Yeah. You ready, Scott? You ready, Scott? Now on yeah, Saturday, the tw- okay. I'm, I'm, I, I can sense the enthusiasm. Uh, on Saturday, the twelfth of the second, Western United took on Sydney FC at Nostrata Jubilee Stadium in front of four thousand two hundred twenty-eight people. Which um, start just on- before you go there, I'm shocked there were four thousand two hundred twenty-eight people there because weren't there five million people in Canberra, aka the entire population of Sydney? <laughs> Just saying, yes. side note. Well, maybe they put all their money in the bucket and they couldn't couldn't make it there. You know, Fair I mean? enough. But yeah, uh, I was a bit disappointed by how empty that stadium was, to be honest, from a, from a, although I was in Melbourne, I probably could have gone if I really was wanted to, but it was a, yeah, it was just, it didn't seem like one of the biggest clubs in Australia was playing there. Like, No, it yeah. didn't. I think that's the the A League these days. The A League's just gone to shit, and no one's really jumping behind their teams. 
I think there's a lot of variables there. Like I think COVID's changed a lot of behaviors in society. Like people are a lot more prone to online shopping now that probably weren't in the past. Probably a little, more, little bit more interested in uh, supporting local businesses to their area. So I think a lot of that comes out to play. A lot of people are like, why would I go to the city? I can watch it at home in HD have a bit more comfort, save some money as well. There's a lot of like a lot of variables to it. But let's get on to the game. So yeah, yeah, in stark contrast to the previous week, West United had almost on par possession, which we haven't had for a, a few games, of 52 to 48%, with uh, Sydney dominating that 4%. We had more shots on target. And what seemed like we were thirsty to get that win, like that we were hungry. Did you guys get that vibe, Kelsey? Yeah, we were definitely wanting that big win and that would have been a good away win to grab for the club yeah you can tell they're not overawed like they want to relish these little challenges you know get get a big good away win against sydney in sydney for example like that's a good scout yeah it was good to see that i don't know what happened we've changed the game plan and you know, instead of what we have been doing, what I've been bragging on quite quite a lot, is we normally just kick the ball out. This time we actually played the ball out of defence and we looked like an absolute much better team doing it. And look, that's how we scored. We scored from, a, a, a instead of kicking the ball out, we played the ball out and we ran down and scored the goal. So it just shows that they need to start focusing on this a lot more because it is going to work a lot more. Yeah. It's um, an interesting point you put that we didn't do as many long balls and we did play it out more. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely something we were doing more. And look, as you said, it got the reward in the end. Yeah, well, that's exactly we can... what happened. Sorry. Yeah, that's exactly that's okay. what happened. We, we, we actually played the ball out, which is what we haven't been doing in the last three or four games. We played the ball out and look what happened. It's easy to do. And it wasn't really a, a real fast-paced attack. It was, wasn't was a slow one either, but we got the ball down, we slowly ran down, and we got in the right position and we scored. We'll get more into the goal in a minute. Now, what are your thoughts on this week's squad? Am I, am I coming for NTS and Lacroix was towering over Camp Sober for most of the game? Uh, did you like that? And where were your thoughts on Renee Crin? Did you think he was going to start this week or was he just going to be edged in? I hoped he would start, but um, obviously he didn't and he came on late during the game. Uh, it's fantastic seeing him back in there. Like, he he was one of the best, I thought, on in our defensive half. He, uh, he was a lot better than Lacroix, which is very rare. It, it was just great um, seeing him back. And it's good to see that we're going to use Amai for more fast pace attacking teams and probably swap with top of Stanley with more of the slower attacking taller teams. Yeah. I think it's a bit of horses for courses. You play the right one at the right time. Um, it's probably good given, given Nikolai's age and you know, where he's in his career, it's probably good that he gets a rest every two, three games. Anyway, it's great that we've got depth where, and am I someone, the quality of am I who was you voted, no voted by the club as the best player last year can come in for Nikolai to replace him, you know, and we're still just as strong. We're not weakened by it. Um, and then, you know, Rene Crin, I think, I think they'll ease him in given how much time he's had off. 
you don't want to be giving him 90 minutes straight away anyway. You need to start building upon the minutes and the foundation because, you know, he's still he's training fit. He's not match fit, and you can't replicate that other than minutes on the pitch. Yeah. I think with Renee Crean, I think that we when he's come on and he's only made a couple of appearances, we've kind of changed the way we've lined up, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of changed. We've kind of – Diamante might be off. And we're kind of having more folks around a sense of de- de- like a defensive midfield as opposed to our attacking. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's when we're kind of parking the bus, for lack of a better term, yep. that where he comes in, where he's defensively minded, and he really kind of helps bolster that. That's that's kind of what I see him doing. And maybe he's that like, hey, we switch in plays, we're playing more a defensive game. So he might yeah, be really I- good against. Yeah, you go. Sorry, no. What I was just going to add to that. Yeah, what I see is is when like Diamante's on instead of Crin, for example. We're still playing the 4-4-2 in both scenarios, but Diamante's sort of sitting a bit more above that second that second bank of four, whereas Rene Crin's back in that, you know, back with the first line of the banks of four, because that's how you play 4-4-2, you have two banks of four. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, Crin's just helping to solidify that first line. Yeah. So if needed. Yeah. My phone started ringing. I have it on silent. I don't know why it started ringing. That's okay. Uh, Scott, any thoughts or are you good? No, I've got a safer now. Save That's okay. Later. That's okay. Oh, bang, bang it up, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> the first half was fun box-to-box action with both teams working hard to try and sink an early goal. What did you think of this play style, Scott? We've touched on it just briefly, but I specifically was like, when was I in the run sheet? I'm like... We, we In our group chat, we are talking about through the game, and I really enjoyed hearing your take on it because you seemed very positive, as you have been. Is there anything else from the game plan you'd like to really talk about? No, as I've said, the previous weeks, we've gone too defensive where we were happy to sit back. We're not happy to make a real run forward. Maybe one or two players are happy to run forward, but not the team itself. Midfielders weren't pushing up. That's what we have been playing today. It was good to see the defence was trying to push up a bit. The midfield was trying to push up, you know, which is creating more chances of an attacking run. And, you know, it was probably the best game plan I've seen, the best game I've seen Western United play over the last four or five weeks. Like, we've won games. And I think this draw was a better game than those games we've won because we pretty much just scored and then we sat back for the whole game. This time we scored and we actually continued to try and push push forward, which was very was very odd for me to see. I really enjoyed watching it. I was really happy that they kept pushing forward and kept looking for a second goal. And you know, hopefully now that they do that and they continue to focus on this attacking more attacking play, they might get two or three more goals. Okay. Kelsey, anything to add? No, no, I'll add my thing when we get up to the Sydney goal. I don't want to jump ahead. That's no, okay. Cool. So let's jump into the second half. Scoring open in the 56th minute by who? By Listicker again. He's This is his third goal for the season. I don't think we can talk about how good of a season he is having. Like at the start of the season, we've said this already, he would not be in my best 11 because it was so stacked. You got Crin coming in, not really knowing how Crin would fit into the, how we're going to line up. So. I'm amazed at how well he's doing and how he's fitting into the system. But let's have a look at the goal. 
Is everyone ready? Yeah. Lovely counter-attack from Western United. Wales is in there. Prijevic again. Lustiger shot. And Western United have gone ahead. How good was that? Do you know what I really liked was the fact that Prijevic, who probably could have had a shot of goal, was happy to pass it and not be greedy and give it to Lustica, who would probably catch the, go- the goalkeeper off guard. Which I it was also great. Was- yeah, go ahead. It was great to see one outside the box. Yeah. Like, we don't yeah, score I a lot don't... of them from outside. I don't think um, Previc would have had a chance at scoring, so I think he did the right thing by passing it and giving someone a, a scoring opportunity. But what was a better play was Previc was down in the defensive half. I think he helped. I think Sydney were on a bit of an attack. He got the ball out. I think he might have been a header. I can't remember. But he got the ball out, gave it off to Payne, and then kept running on for Payne to pass back to him, which mm. gave it that real good attack. So that, that is a great point to see. Yeah, you bring up like Priyavich's defensive work has been solid when he's been on the pitch. Yeah. But it was really I... good to see him really push forward after, you know, they got the ball, they did the right thing, they defended, but they are pushed forward rather than fiddling around the, the defensive half. And that was what was really good to see. Nah, good point, Scott. I think yeah. he's really starting to come into form. Like the fitness wasn't there in the first couple of games. Like I think we can all see he could have a good shot at goal. He's a good, like good striker, but having that, like him going back and forth, we didn't have that last season with Bess. And we tried to make up for that with like some of the younger talent, like Parias or Lockie Wales. So I'm a, I'm really enjoying what he's doing as well. Yeah. Good point. And um, again, it shows you match fitness. You can't like now that he's match fit, he can do that. He can run both ways, you know, repeatedly. I like that he's not selfish. That's a big thing for me. He's, um, yeah, that's, I'm really enjoying him in the squad at the moment. I'm just really G'd up with the squad, to be honest. I, I think we've done really well, which I think I've made obvious in the in our group chat. Uh, any other points on that goal, or we just want you guys want to keep motoring? Get no, motoring? No, I'm good. Yeah, move on. Yeah, actually, I just, uh, the next question was about what I just said. So we'll move on to the next goal, which wasn't ours. As is tradition, all ex-players score on us and probably the most controversial, bar Philip Curto, but the time will come. The time will come. Mark these words. Um, probably the most controversial ex-player um, joined this this squad of uh, scoring on us. Uh, what we, I'll play the video and we'll have a little talk about it. To Western United, Jamie Young, beaten and in itself is worthy of note. Thoughts on that goal? I'll let you go first, Scott. Uh, I think it was just a bit unlucky that Virgil got through. You know, we can't stop them all. It's going to happen. It's a shame it happened, but I don't think it could have been much done to be stopped, really. Yeah. Yeah, it was an unfortunate one. Yeah, I tend to agree. Not much you could have done about that goal. Um, you know, like you said, we can't stop more. We are going to concede goals throughout the season. One thing I was, I was speaking prior to um, everyone jumping on today, one thing I've noticed is probably since the MacArthur game, I've noticed that when we score the first goal, we try and be a bit more aggressive. 
I've noticed that the last couple of weeks, last two, now three games, we've tried to be a bit more attacking once we've got that first goal to try and get that second goal. As you say, we've been desperately needing Scott. And I'm wondering if maybe just that little bit of openness is what sort of, you know, causing us to concede those goals. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think we do need more goals and you can't always rely on the 1-0. One 1-0s nil. One are good, but you need do need a bit more aggressive play. It's just something I've noticed. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Scott, any thoughts? Yeah, no. I, th- I think I've said most of what I've got to say about, you know, the whole defensive structure. Teams are going to get through. Sydney are a very fast-paced side too. I think we've got Burjo, uh, Cam Sober, whatever his name is. Uh, they're all pretty quick. They're a quick, they're a quick side, and that's why we did yeah. put in Imai to cover that quickness. And, you know, their speed obviously got them in. They got behind it, and... They got yeah. in the right position at the right time. Yeah, they're not a bad squad. Yeah. Cam Sober's had a really good year. Like, considering he's broken into the first team of Sydney and getting consistent minutes and winning, like, winning them games. Like, you know he's what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And my point about that is it's not really a negative. I don't see it as a negative or a problem with the game plan. I see it as more something that maybe they just need to mentally note is something that's happening. Because I've noticed... We are conceding goals rather quickly after we score when we do yeah. concede at the moment. So just maybe just a thought for addressing later on as the season goes. Yeah. Um, do you want to go into the the most contentious point of the game? The bird. Yep. Yeah. The, the uh, given the given the bird, eh? Uh, in the closing minutes, in an aerial duel between Dylan Wenzel-Halls and Ryan Grant, Dylan headers the ball from a nice cross with the ball deflecting off the upper arm of Grant. We will review the video and discuss. Sorry, I just... Yeah. This is a bit of a sore one. Let's have a look, guys, and we'll discuss further. Anatomy, class, that's arm, not shoulder for me. I have shoulder pain, it's not there. <laughs> I would like to be the one making the decision. Well, this is where... I feel like in hell, that loop will be just going for eternity for me. But hey. You, you, you also missed the first half first half of the jump. To me, yeah, I, know, I, I just... find that very... I, I find that very crucial. Because I get... Yeah, players jump with their arms. Fair enough. But he put his arms down beside his beside his waist before he wrote, put him up again a second time in one jump. Now, you don't jump like that. You can control your arms. If you really want, you can actually jump with your arms beside you, but they allow the rule that you have him in a natural position. He jumped with his hands in a natural position, but then he put him down and then he raised him again. And if you watch how quickly he raised him as well, there was one intention and that was to stop the ball with his arms as much as, you know, to spread out his whole body rather than, mm. you know, actually doing what I think. Because, yeah, if you watch that in full face, watch how quick his arms go up that second time. Yeah, he was they making pretty himself goddamn bigger. Quick. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, I... and that's the thing. When they showed the VAR video, they showed pretty much the footage that you just showed. They didn't show the mm. full play. They, they actually gave him 30 seconds of a still frame. Like, you know, how, how is he going to what see? Like, to me, you, you don't jump with your, throw your arms up twice. Now, it's sort of something that 
if a ref's going to watch something, he should be watching the whole clip properly, not just what they expect was the moment. Some questions I have is, has Ryan Grant been confirmed as having birds in his family? Because that may explain the arm flaps. Is he related to birds in any way? Can anyone confirm this? Has he been tested for bird flu? Exactly. Secondly, let's throw out the... I know they were saying they couldn't tell if it was the arm or the shoulder. Let's be clear. Does anyone believe that was shoulder in any way, shape or form? Sydney fans do. Okay. Okay. This is not your shoulder, people. This is your shoulder. This? No. This? Yes. And then thirdly, has anyone checked the VAR official's bank account for suspicious uh, you know, Income. transactions put into the account? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's let's put your put it put your hand up if you think uh, okay, we've lost Scott. I think no, I feel like Scott's getting into I'm the other thing I'll the other thing Continue. Yeah. No, the other thing I'll add, oh, what was I going to say? I, I've lost my point now. Um, yeah, I just find it staggering. To me, it felt like a very uh, home side decision. Mm. I agree. And I can hear yeah. a bird in the background with sabotage. But that, that's Ryan Grant's cousin, I believe. Um, be careful what you're saying, Scott. He may be out to get you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. I, like, I don't know how you managed to think that putting your arms up twice in one jump, like that's just, that's what the VAR should have shown, shown the ref. You should have shown the full clip because, sorry, if you jump, if you do, if you jump in your air and throw your arms up twice, there's something wrong with you. And context matters. And what you've just pointed out, the context is very important in this scenario. I guess you all might have seen, I was having a, Debate with it with a Sydney fan that had he couldn't even see this the arms go up twice. Now he's he watched the VAR replay, obviously, he didn't watch the full clip. The full clip shows it all, and that's what VAR should be showing rather than a still frame of just the ball touching his arm area and it was shittier, a shitty side of it that you couldn't really tell. And then they show pretty much this, the, the one movement, not the whole entire play which is what they should have seen because, yeah, you watch the whole play, you can see how quick his arms go up. You see his arms go up twice. It's clear and obvious. Mm, and it should yeah. have been. And the other, point, yep. the other point I want to make is, as the commentators quite rightly said after the game, it's only going to be a matter of another week or so till it happened. The exact same kind of scenario happens and it's going to be given as a penalty. And again, people are going to be questioning, well, where's the consistency? Uh, that would be because it would happen to Sydney and they will get the penalty because, you know, the ball could touch a guy on the head and it will be a Sydney's penalty because that's just the way the cookie crumbles. They're the yeah. love child of the uh, A-League. Yeah. We won't dwell too much on it, but I think this was a game-changing moment and it's a, it, it's disappointed, it, disappointing it didn't go our way, but I feel like that ref owes us one, if you know what I mean. I feel like we don't have to tip him next time we get a good call. Uh, that's yeah, all I'm saying on we that. won't have to pay him next time. That's all I'm saying. We're, we, we deserve a freebie next time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, any final thoughts on the game, guys? Um, there was one point I, I... Look, I could be wrong here, but from what I saw, Connor Payne, look, I know he, he, he set, up the, set up the goal and got an assist, 
But besides that, he did nothing for me. Like I thought, I think he's tired. I think he needs to needs a rest. I could I could mm. see that from the first half an hour, he was barely chasing. He wasn't really himself like what he does with every other game. Clearly, he was tired. He was rested. You know, I, I think, and no, I don't think he got subbed off for the whole, the, the whole game either. I double so, check yeah. Look, I, I do like Connor Payne. I know he's a great player, but I think he needs needs a rest. Needs a week off. It's not like we're short. I think Theo Harris can bring an electric uh, attack. He's a different type of player. When, but yeah, when's Payne, the Halls can play a wing role? Like I'd give Theo because Theo could. Theo's got that quickness. He's um. He played the whole game. He played the whole game. Just to confirm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in agreement. I think. I think. For me, the only two changes that could happen in this squad is to our two wings, uh, with Wales and uh, sorry, Pain. I'm just gonna. I just have to move. Oh, I should have to vacuum the car. Okay, that's cool. Let's go to the... Yeah. Ooh. No. This is uh, is this uh AOW's uh, cribs? That's the one. House tour, yeah. Yeah, for you. Yeah, we're good. Me's got the two kids. I'm so happy right now. Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty into it. Do you guys want to go through the votes? Oh, I'm just going to go through my final thoughts, but apparently I, I don't oh. have it. No, no, look, um, the only thing I want to quickly add is that three away games, five points, it's about 15 points better than what we did last year. Yeah, it's. It's a much different. I'm I'm happy with that. I'm happy that the game the game game attack was much different. I've made that very clear. It's good to see. I want to see a repeat Sunday. Yeah, I would like to see a repeat Sunday. I want to see an attacking side, and I want to see at least two goals. Yeah, yeah, that's not really. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember who you tipped? Do you want me to go through the tips? Play over the. Yeah, let's do player one, of the year. Player of the year, Scott, you start then if you remember a big fella. Uh, I think uh, Scott, before you start, for... before you start, Scott, I would like to give you a gold star for being the first person in the pod to submit their votes this week. That has not happened ever, I don't think. I Gold star. And you did it instantly. Up. Yeah, I, do you know what? At the 85th minute, because I, 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 was, I wasn't drinking this game because I had work. So I was actually focusing on more of the detail and things like that. So, so I actually had the players written down. I wrote it in the post and I cut it at about the 85th minute. So <laughs> I was very impressed. So, I just want—I yeah. want to give you public recognition, sir. Now, now you can do your votes. Uh, yeah, I went with three votes with Lustica. I think he was quite solid in the midfield, and he did score the amazing goal as well. But yeah, I think his efforts throughout the game, defensive, attacking, he was an all-rounder. He really deserves the three votes this week. And then two week, two votes I went with Previc. I think, again, as an attacker, he really got back and helped out the defence at times. And he did push forward as soon as Western United got the ball. And, you know, he also was part of the, the, the goal set up. He's run forward after clearing out the defence 
got the ball out of defence, ran on and helped helped score the goal. So, yeah, he gets two votes. One vote was very difficult. It could have gone to MI. I think Gruccio was another one on my list. But I had to give it to Risden, of course. He was fantastic, as always. Yeah. Kelsey, what are your tips? So, in an absolute first, I have actually agreed with Scott on all three accounts. Like, this has just never happened. Um, I think it has I originally missed... I don't think it has. I think I've, I've purposely gone at least a one vote different, just possibly to be a smart ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I couldn't fault the logic in this one. Um, the other thing, too, is I originally missed the first half of the game, but I ended up watching the full replay today to do my votes, and I couldn't fault anything you said. Like, as you said, Lustick and Previch were just brilliant both ways, and Risden put in a shift. Like you said, Amai, Garuccio easily could have gotten one. I think you also mentioned that... Um, Diamante could have even really snuck in a one there in this game. Yeah, he got a bit sloppy towards the second half, which which put me yeah. off. The first half was amazing. I originally had him two. In the first half, I think I had him at three votes. But yeah, he he died a, a fair bit off. I think he's you know age, the amount he's playing is getting to him a bit. So yeah, he got nudged back from with Risden. Yeah, and I, I know you'll never vote from Scott. The other one who could have gotten a one for me was potentially Jamie Young as well. <laughs> I can't vote him until Ryan Scott's in. Here's a question in the middle of a segment, which we probably shouldn't do, but I'll do it anyway because why not? Does Diamante have ninety minutes in him? No. Uh, well, he's not really playing ninety anymore. If you haven't noticed, he does get subbed. A lot, mm. a lot earlier now. Look, sorry, let me rephrase. No, he can't do it week in, week out. Could he do it one every four, five, six games? Potentially, yes, he could still do a really good shift, but he, he need breaks between them. He could, he can't do it week in, week out, ninety every week anymore. Finals, he could. Scott, yeah, finals definitely. He's a he's a guy that he's a big game player. Um, yeah. Follow up question. He did. He he did come out in an interview last week saying that the club has offered him another year extension um, to play next season, uh, which I think we spoke about last week, saying that he was signed up till the end of next season as well. But seems like he he isn't. Do you think we should sign him again for next season? Yeah. As yeah, our big market, still got either. a bit of quality. No, I was going to say no. I'd have him in the salary cap next season. But um, I think his experience and his quality is still undeniable. And the way they talk about him and what he's done for young players at the club and teaching them, I think that's still just as valuable as the time on the pitch. Okay. Yeah, he also might have a good pre-season. Well, look, we saw Barisha. He turned shit for two years. And then he come good with his first season with us. So you never know. This could be Diamante's off off year. He might come out and fire next year, next season. Sorry, and then you know might retire after that or go back downhill. So you know anything's possible. He could just need a yeah. good preseason. You know he's been around. Hopefully, been around the manager for enough enough time to really get his find his gears again. Yeah, it's I also think that when he happen. when he finally gets a goal, I think. Some a bit more positivity will come with him at the moment. He just can't buy a goal. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Once he gets that, the confidence will start to flow. Yeah, and I think that'll really increase those uh, margins in games. Is that Dusty? Okay, so I'm going to move on to the rest of the votes. Um, Leb and Jay, who couldn't be with us this evening, um, voted. Jay voted. Uh, they actually, they have the same votes. Three to Listica, two to Rizzo, one to Garuccio, which I completely agree with those votes. Um, Kelsey's having a conniption and Scott's dog's going off. So thank you everyone for, thank you everyone for bearing with us. Uh, I voted three to Listica, two to Prio, um, and one to Young. I think Young has been very good as part of our defensive line. Um, I have issues with him. Like I think he is distribution the ball once he's got it isn't the best where he's throwing or kicking. And also I feel like he's easily startled when he's taking a kick, but the, the clean sheets don't lie. I think he's working well in the unit. So yeah, I, I think he commands that back line. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I see there's cons in his performance, but I think he's doing a good job. So, yeah. He's long balls out, a, especially aren't the I, best. I, I gotta say, look, as much as I've been on on Young's case, he has he has been doing quite well. I will admit, but then again, on top of saying that, Lacra, Topper, uh, Rizzo, the defense is holding that team up majorly. He, like, if he had last year's defense, you know, who knows what would what type of clean sheets we would have. Last year's defense yeah. was shocking. And, you know, we could probably stick, you know, anyone in the goal- goalkeeping area and still have a few, quite a few clean sheets. It's the defense that's really stood up this year. Yeah, Young's done certain great saves, but that's that's what he's there for. He's there to stop mm. goals. So mm. I'm also talking, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm also talking about how he is working with them. You know what I mean? Like he's working with them to help have a defensive unit. Like, that's yeah. what I think is a variable to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know when a team works well together, Ryan Scott would likely work well in that team, being the fact that he seems like a very good team player. But this is just saying what we what we can talk about there. Um, we'll go to who's actually winning. Oh, Who do you think's winning? One, one more thing on the young Scott situation. I think, mm. I, I do think Scott in goals this season might not have, look, he might not have as much authority being a younger, newer type of player. Jamie Young's more of an, an older, senior player. Mm. He can boss he can boss the defensive end and yeah, you know, they probably would listen more to Young than Scott with you know, the amount of Bay League games he's played, the reputation he's got himself. So you look, as much as I do brag on about wanting Scott rather than Young. Young's look, I do. He's good for a team. He's doing well, and he's controlling that back line. That's all well said, Scott. That I I'll think that's the most Scott positive now. you've been about him. You've done that was well done. Not going to say anything further. Yeah, go, Andrew. We'll move on. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a breaking news bulletin. You heard it here first. Scott loves Young. I wouldn't say lot loves. I would say mildly tolerates him now. Yeah, we'll go with that. 
Let's go on who's winning Look, the if thing. He wins a, if he does a penalty save in the grand final, I'll, I'll start dry humping his leg, all right? Hey, hey. Oh. Here's the thing, though. He has not come down for a corner yet this season. Soft. He needs to step his game up. Um, but, you know, big fan. We'll go into who's winning. On Who do you guys think is currently coming first? I reckon it's the sticker. Yeah, he wouldn't be Scott? far away. Yeah, be, yeah, place to win. After 11 rounds, Josh Risden is coming first on 57 points. He's had some big weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Risden was my other choice. It was them two. It had to be. Yeah. Second is Stephen Lestuka on 44. So he's one good week away from winning. Three is Leo Lacroix on 41, another close contender. Coming fourth on 33 is Connor Payne. Coming fifth. On 29 is Jamie Young. Topper Stanley is sixth on 20. Sorry, just bear with me. It's out of sync. Uh, 20, uh, 24 points. And Alexander Priyavich and Neil Kilkenny are tied on 23. So it's I, quite. Yeah. I think the correct people are in the right positions. And I think it's good to see that like someone like Lou Sticker is in the top three. Um, it's good to see, you know, players not in your top three, four players who are actually doing having a great season. Not your Diamantes and yeah. Exactly. You know, you'd expect, you know, you like your Diamantes. You'd probably expect Risden up there given the quality that he is. You know, but it, it's good seeing like a Listica right up there pushing. Just interesting to see. Yeah. Young up in the top five and hasn't got a single vote for me yet. Because <laughs> it's the rest of us. <laughs> Who knows? He could be like second if I voted. Um, yeah, you're coming around, Scott. You're coming around. You're gonna be like, yeah. I might give him a vote next week. If he uh, buys, just remember. Game. Just remember Scott's promise. If he saves a penalty in the grand final, Scott's dry humping his leg. <laughs> Scott, you may have to ask his permission. Scott, you would be his best friend if he bought you a beer. <laughs> Uh, we, maybe. Let's let's move on. We've uh, got on a bit about uh, that. Now let's move on to the game preview, everyone. Um, before you do, um, just looking at the run sheet, should we give some credit where credit's due? Yes, yes, we should. If you're as passionate about West United as we are, you won't want to miss any of this season's A-League action. And the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search for A-League Live or Sportsman in the Apple Google Play stores. We can have links. And just to put in perspective, we use this for the statistics we use to write game reviews, previews, and to back up our arguments with Scott as to why Ryan Young is... Uh, <laughs> JB Young is the superior... Sorry, I've had a big day. I've had a big day. but um, And that's why... That's what we use. It's it's genuinely what we use to back up our arguments with each other. Um, yeah, yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, any anyone else want to have anything to say about sports, mate? No, I love it. Like you said, it's great source of backing up our arguments that we make on this pod. So let's move on to the game preview. I'm going to bring up the banner again because I'm not good at things sometimes. Uh, the game preview. So on the twentieth of the, uh, of the February, Western United take on. Rudan's Western Sydney Wanderers Amy Park for the second time. At the time of recording, we're first place. And as Kelsey eloquently put, we're probably going to like... We're, we're outright first, first like 
based yeah. on games played, games in hand, we are we are legitimately first place. Yeah. Um. So we're currently coming first. They're currently placed eleventh and are hot on the heels of two losses. Good work, Rudan. Um. Taking into account our notes in the last two Sydney clashes, what do you expect our squad to look like, Kelsey? All right, look, I, I, because we have a game coming up midweek next week, don't we? As well, yeah, Wednesday, Tuesday, night. Confirm, yeah. Right, so, um, so look, I expect some rotation. I suspect for this game, Nikolai probably comes back in, potentially. He, they may save him for the game after, but um, I'm guessing here by the run sheet, we're playing Sydney next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll probably want the speed of Amai for that game. So likely to come in for this one. Um, I reckon there will be some either subs earlier or at a player starting, like you said, Milanovic is probably a good chance. Um, Thea Harris is probably likely to get some time. You'd expect uh, Pierres to get on the pitch in both games while they're starting or coming on. Um, Dylan Wenzel holds too. I would expect to get a few more minutes. Um, Yeah. I reckon I'll probably play Lustica through both of them just because I don't I don't think you can take him off at the moment. I'm going to make a bold uh, prediction about Lustica. Lustica is last season's Connor Payne. He's going to play pretty much, or, or Tomoki am I going to play pretty much every minute of every I'm game. Like, yeah, he's just invaluable. Like, um, I expect Rene Crin will get some more minutes in one of the games. Ooh, probably the Wednesday, uh, probably the uh, the Sunday game. That's yeah. probably the lesser of the two, I'd assume. Um, yeah, so that that's what I see. What about you, Scott? Do you see any changes to lineup? No, I, I, I maybe am I top topper will may come back in. Ryan Scott will still be on the bench. Um, yeah, I'd say it would be pretty much the same lineup. It's they've had a week off. They've had a you know a week's break like what they normally do. I'd say the the Wednesday game will be the one where we'll make quite a few changes, bring a few of the youngsters in. Yeah, I'd just say that. Look, I wouldn't mind if they do it for this game. And, well, I suppose you can't really play all the big guys the Wednesday and then the following weekend as well. It'd be too short of a turnaround. So, yeah, I'd say it'd be a full side this week. Mid, yeah, this Wednesday night game would be when we bring on a lot of the... Younger players, Theo and Pieris, make a lot of subs. That well, changes for that. Just getting a point there. Who do we have the weekend after? Uh, Perth. Given where Away. Perth are, I reckon. I reckon they'll load up for the Sydney game with the quality in the squad and probably rotate more against West Sydney and Perth. Given where both those teams are at, it's more. It's less of a risk. But are Perth bad yeah, though? Like I don't think they are. It's the break. It's the break that could, because it's only like a four-day turnaround. If they play on Wednesday, then play them again. I think, is it Saturday night or Sunday? I feel like it's Saturday night. It's four days later. It's it's a short. Four days later. It's it's a short turnaround. You know, you don't really want to be pushing, you know, some of the higher-end players, the Diamante players and that. Oh, Diamante will miss one of the games. He'll miss the Sydney game. I think we did. Yeah, he'll miss one of the games for sure. For example, we did it he, against MacArthur, and MacArthur were in fine form. MacArthur. We played them midweek. We played them midweek, and we did rest a bunch of our big players. So I'd say we'll, we'll do the same again for Sydney. We'll have a strong strong field against uh, Wanderers, and then we'll rest a bunch for Sydney. 
we did it with MacArthur as well, and they were in good form at that stage. And ah, they're not a bad side this season, so that's good predictions. Didn't they? Uh, they just finished getting form, didn't they? Yeah, but the, every team's good on their day, kind of thing. Now, score predictions. I'm going to go Kelsey because you're coughing. Uh, I think we win two 0 Scott. Oh, look, if we go back to the old shit game plan, 1-0. If we're going to continue this attacking football, I reckon, I reckon three. I reckon we can break Wanderers. It, it just depends on what type of play. So it'll be 1-0 or 3-0. I think we'll just, instead of getting that two goals, I think we'll just push for three. Interesting. I uh, think I think it's going to go 2-1. I think we're going to concede, but I think we'll get the win. My only concern is, and this happened to us when we played West City Warriors last time, is we got, got caught in an off, off, uh, offside trap. Rudan is a very good strategist. Like, he loves that shit. Like, that's... We're not going to make any crew jokes yeah, about if... his extracurriculars, but he's he really does like the semantics of, of uh, strategy. Um. He does, but he doesn't have a plan B, and um, as we know well, and the, if any team knows what to expect from him, it's us. But that's on the same other on that same point. He knows the weaknesses of our core players, Diamante. You know what I mean? He knows we play past yeah. the Diamante at times, so I think that could but, work. Yeah, I think they'll get us in in something elaborate and ridiculous, but we'll still win. Yeah, like. The, he's like he's got like a kind of Napoleon complex, you know what I mean? Like, I think he will do something interesting. Yeah, but it, I think he Rudin generally dies off after taking over a club. I think he he did it with us for the first two seasons. Start strong, died off a bit, and then come back home strong. So yeah, but he's 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 on his fourth game. He hasn't died off yet. He's still in the upswing, and he's lost this, two um, games. This could be the game. They died right. The off. only issue for him though is for all his management skills, and he is a brilliant manager. Mm. The thing is, there's still that toxic culture at Western Sydney at the moment, and I don't, you know, I don't see what can turn that around at the moment until the off season. A lot of the like, I follow a page called Western Sydney Memeers, choice memes, and you can just see a lot of the fan base is really upset at how that club is managed, and I feel sorry for those fans. Um, but also, I love the lols. I'm about that. As you know, Kelsey, I spam you with shit memes all day. Um, it's a fun time. Half of those, their issue with Wanderers is the fans. That's the bigger problem. Oh, they've got fans issues are... with them. Like they don't like their management. Yeah. They're very vocal about it. Oh, it's very toxic at the moment. And let's but just say they don't also, have any antidote in their bag. Also, on another note about this week. Ken's match. It's mm. um, our man Ben Trippiano's last game for us. He yeah, shit. will de- departure Western United. Our fucking dog. He, he will departure Western United, and I think he's heading over to uh, the rugby area. So he's changing sports. So yeah, this is his last match. Which surprisingly, he come from Western Sydney before he, he left them to join us. So this is sort of his good, big goodbye match. So wish him the best. Yeah, yeah good we'll on shout ben. out to Ben. 
he's been nothing but great, I think, for the club and especially your work with Active Scott. I think he's been a really good person to deal with. Um, he's always been chill with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's helped me back from a couple of thoughts. <laughs> but yeah, big props. I think the club employs good people and Ben's one of those. Sad to see him go. Um, best luck to his uh, future endeavors there. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to move on to the dipping comp? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Sure. I don't even know what I'm, I haven't tipped that long. Um, I, before we start, I had I heard some breaking news yesterday from um, the missing member of the pod, Nick. Um, how is he doing in the tipping comp at the moment? Did you want to go get him to ask? Oh, I would, but he's currently in the middle of a game from the sound of it, and it sounds like his team might be down at the moment. Okay. Uh, shout out, Nick, if you're listening. So currently, as you can see, I'm ninth. Uh, Woodster 99 is coming first on 26 points. Methodical Flamethrower 24 for second. And what's that? Nick the Sherlock Machine has risen from the ashes like the phoenix that he is and is coming third. He was like, 10th last week and we're paying him out. He's yeah, like 11th two weeks ago. I'm very impressed, Nick. Side note, you can't win, mate. You're a, a pseudo member of the pod. You can win the trophy. He believes he can win. win. He wants his prize. I'm just saying. He's not getting shit. Um, Christopher Russell, Bennett, shout out, mate. mate. You... He's only made like two appearances. I'm sure you can get the trophy. And one of them was a drunken phone call from Portugal with me. That was dead that was like Scott and I were like, what the hell's happening right now? Uh so we've been up all night. It was a beautiful sunrise. It was just over two years ago now. It was the fifth of uh February twenty twenty, pre-pandemic times. Yeah, you poor guys. Yeah, that was intense. Uh but he also does a lot of social media stuff for us. So he'll do a lot of game day footage. Um he's done some live Instagram. For us. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff like that. So shout out Nick. Um, we don't pay you enough, which is nothing because you don't pay me enough, dude. We this is punk rock, we we lose money. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, shout out to Irish Tony coming fifth, A Track sixth, uh, Jeff FFS coming seventh, uh, tied with the Joker Baby, which is Jay, uh, myself, yeah, the dogs, minimum chips, please, and Jules. Uh, Scott, uh, Kelsey, you're still not in it. Uh, Levy T is coming tied 14th. Look at Scott coming tied 18th with Brooke. It's a really good comp. We're going to have a sick prize. Uh, yeah, make sure you get in it. It's going to be fun. The toilet seat, it calls well, you. Look, it, it's, if Nick can come from 10 points off. behind only a couple of weeks ago to be third now, only three points behind, anyone can come back. Yeah, you know, he put me off with the the whole midweek games, the fixture changes. It was too hard to yeah. stay on top of. Every time I jumped on, there was only like a game left of the round. So, I sort Scott, of I call bullshit because you're winning the, the the Western Service Crew Dream League at the moment, mate. I call. Mate, it I just want to be Tran. Um, sorry, I'm assuming this is fantasy football. Yeah. yeah. No offense, but if if, if Scott's true to form, prelimy chokes. Hey, I won last year's one. 
Yeah, I'm still the only four-time champion in our league. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm still the current. I look I look forward yeah, to ducking you, you, you guys. You and on one. I'm on four, just saying. Give me three more. Yes. No one else. Look, yeah, I'll, 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 I can have another four years off and still be in the lead. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on uh, to Around the Grounds. Now, there's a few things to talk about this week. Oh, yes, and the, the big one for me, and I, I find this really important to me personally, I, I know a number of other members of this podcast would, um, Adelaide United um, are going to host a, a, like some pride games, which is not common in the sport of football. So on Saturday, the Feb- February 26th, in a doubleheader, A-League men's, um, Adelaide United take on CCM, and the A-League women's side for Adelaide United take on Melbourne Victory. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I think it's positive. It's like, you know, it's good to see all the major courage in Australia trying to embrace this, um, you know, trying to include um, inclusivity, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's a mm. good thing. I have, I'm pro it. I have no, like, I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, it's always good to have a, a set game or set round even. I'm, it's not a round, it's just a one one is to this is just it, that's how like game. new the, yeah this is just a yeah. double headed like yeah well, um hopefully it turns into a a round a round we yeah mm. one roundy a season event i think you know um, other sports do it as well you know it's always good to have at least one 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 week or you know to show our appreciation and you know that we back them well, I also think it's um, poignant that Adelaide are the ones doing it with Josh Cavallo being mm. a part of the club. I, I think it's a very poignant and I think it was a great move by Adelaide United and, you know, I applaud them for taking it to the league to get it, you know, sanctioned and out there. Yeah. Is there going to be a Josh Cavallo award? Uh, I don't think that's the, the point of the day, but there should be. Um, yeah, on that note... I think the point of the... Game yeah, normally they, show support. Yeah. matches, they generally start like a trophy. Who knows? It's the first one of it. Um, so just a bit more background on it. Um, all teams will wear rainbow numbers in a show of solidar- solidarity. And Adelaide, Adelaide is partnering with the Pride Cup for the day. I think this is amazing. I'm not one normally to buy a kit. But if the rainbow Cavallo kit's available, I would I'd contemplate both. Like I wouldn't buy a kit for another team. It's kind of like for an Australian team. Is kind of my point. But that for me is that's that's special. That's it's beautiful to yeah. see. Yeah. Um. Any final thoughts on that, guys? No, just positive step, and I applaud it. I can't wait for West United to have, to participate in that and support our community. Um, Perth Glory, uh, both teams, the men's and women's, are going to play three games in Laws and Seston, Tasmania before heading back west next month. Uh, they'll be facing Brisbane and the Bulls mid-Feb, then taking on the Woo. What are your thoughts on them trying to take our, our home away from home, Tassie? Scott, I know you're a big fan of Tassie. Um, I can't remember if I was a big fan of Tassie or not. It was a big trip. And a lot of it, I was blank. But um yeah, now um look, I, I'm not sure the reason behind them going down there. To be honest, is it just uh is there a stadium availability, issue? availability of stadium? Yeah. They uh, can't. Stadium, they're having trouble yeah. getting stuff here. Yeah, 
And availability of yeah, having a base too. I think that was the other important. It wasn't just the access to the ground; it was the access to the training facilities. Yeah, and being yeah, somewhere well, for a couple of weeks, like hopefully they build up. I there. don't. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't see them as trying to steal it. I see it as they literally have no alternatives at the moment. And look, good on you know Tasmania, good on Perth for finding somewhere where they can at least have some sort of continuity. Because no offense. It'd be just as easy for Perth to say we're not playing seeds later and throw the complete thing in the chaos. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was getting dark. Oh, thanks for the thanks for the mood lighting, Scott. Um, is this more proof that we need a Tassie team in the competition? Uh, well, it depends how how much they back the club, the the games. Really, if if they can continue to show a strong support. I think the first game they showed uh, strong support with our game last season. But I think the second one, which was midweek as well, so it didn't help, it died off a lot. So it'd be interesting to see if it shows much more support with even both teams. And, you know, if it's starting to look good down there in Tassie, maybe giving them a, a team would be a good thing. Yeah, okay, I don't right. know if this is more support, sorry, just quickly. But what I do mm. think is, is it's, Proof again that some some team, one of the leagues needs to jump into the Tasmanian market and give them something. They're getting yeah. basketball though. Like they've got uh, basketball but, cricket. So just to put it like like here's a little here's a statistic for the season. The average attendance for an A-League game is six thousand and sixty one people. With the low being one thousand uh with uh yeah i don't have the exact low it's not us we're the fourth bottom team in attendance fourth well that's all right that's better than yeah go central coast macarthur wellington wow i thought thought macarthur would have been dead bottom their attendance is shocking but then again no i would have thought wellington would have been bottom just given the fact that again like they don't technically have a home ground at the moment they played a they played yeah. a closed game the other day. Not to negate Wellington, I just think I think a a Tasmanian team in a stadium could probably pull five thousand people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's well, that was my argument would, there. If they go back home, they're going to pull big numbers. No matter what. Yeah, they, they're they going to do, do like one there. or two games. They're going to do one or two games. Play twenty like play to twenty thousand people a couple times, and they got their numbers for the year. Because they've got that want, they're driven demand. Not saying they didn't have demand, but their attendance figures before last season were more consistent with the league. Then mm. yeah. they should they should just start counting chairs like what MacArthur do. Because <laughs> yeah, MacArthur have been pulling big crowds somehow, and yet they've got absolutely no one at that game. So. Yeah. Like the other day, there was less than 500 there, and they somehow said it was over a thousand. Go figure. They, they counted a cow, I'm sure. 2000, I believe. Was it 2000? Uh, I believe so. Happy to, maybe we're talking about a different game, but I'm pretty sure there was a game where I was maybe, like, hey. Maybe that's the same counters from Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, let's, let's move on. Let's move on a little bit more, something fun. Uh, unless anyone has any business from around the grounds. Scott, I'm looking at you. How's Chelsea going? Well, we are the champions of the world. It's official. 
Club World Champs. That's all I'm going to say. I know Ryan's waiting to say something. <laughs> I, I, for nah. a second, I wasn't... <laughs> Honestly, I think, look, regardless of who's in that Club World Cup, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse competition. At the end of the day, it's a trophy. They won it. You know, you can only get in there by, you know, winning your um, continent Champions League. Um, Champions League. So, you know, they got there by earning it. They won it. But, you know, it, it's a bit like the um, Super Cup or the Community Shield or, yeah. you know, it's just a bit of a Mickey Mouse comp is what I mean. But credit to them, it's a trophy. They won it. It's theirs. Chelsea this year, Western United next year. It's going to go well. <laughs> um, Actually, I don't think Western United can win it next year. Uh, it'll be after the following year. Yeah, it'll have to be the yeah. following year. Now, now that you've done that, Scott, I was to be honest, I thought it was going to be a 10 minute, like conversation here. But let's move into carded. Any cards? Just the ref- but, the VAR and the ref decision in the Sydney game, really. But I don't know. I have nothing to hate at the moment. Yeah, I'm about the same. Just the VAR, how pathetic they are, how they can't show proper clips. And um, yeah. they accept bribes, so. Look, if it was consistent, I'd be happy. But like we said, in a couple of weeks, it's going to happen to another team and it'll be given as a penalty, Sydney. most likely for Sydney. Yeah. I'm a big fan of consistency uh, jokes. Uh, I don't have a card this week, but I just want to say how much this this season, although a lot of metrics people are harping on, and I think that's unique to Australian sports fans about viewers, attendance and stuff like that. I'm going to say this has been a really fun season as a, as a football fan. Come dogs in and he's doing really well at CCM. Uh, I, I, this, the media will refuse to call him cum dog, but I ain't changing. Um, yeah, it's it's been a fun season despite all like the ups and downs. I think this the A League's a fun thing to be a fan of as a whole. Um, yeah, yeah. The only thing it that's is out good. of the A League's control and it's out of everyone's control is just yet again, you know, COVID or the latest strains making it hard to have fixture continuity and certainty around games. So. You, it's hard to plan and organise attending the games. Yeah. Look, Again, good. not the league's fault. It's just the problem that's causing issues. Good thing is, this is the last season we'll have issues. Next season onwards, look, there won't be lockdowns. There won't be all this other bullshit. Surely the government will have things up together. By then, there'll be no shutdowns, no fixture changes. It'll be a proper season. Hopefully... Well, you know, all the stadiums are open. Hopefully all the teams are back home. Maybe Perth might be still in lockdown because they're a shit state. But, uh, yeah, hopefully it runs back to normal and we've got a proper A-League and hopefully we start get, getting a bigger fans, bigger attendances. Yeah. Build on it. I love. I like what you're saying, Scott. Hopefully we can build on it, make it better and more enjoyable. Um, anything else for Carter, guys? Any? No, like I said, I have no real negatives outside of the... Consistency of VAR, I'll call it. Oh, yeah. I still hate well, Paramount. Does that, does that count? Really? I'm a big fan of Paramount. Like, there, I it's got to agree. But the thing is, Scott, you're streaming it from your phone to your TV. 
So that's it's because the TVs don't have apps or the Playstations don't have apps. No one has apps I know, I... except for like, like a few things. Well, it's odd that you say that because I stream got... it from my phone and it's working perfectly here. Yeah, my, t- my TVs just don't take Paramount well at all. Um, Scott, Scott, I know for a fact you have at least one to two Telstra boxes in your house. If not, I've, I'm happy to give you one to borrow. And they have... Yeah, I've got um, one in the garage. Paramount... Chuck that on. Put it in the garage. Yeah, it's, it's too much of an effort. It, it should be... I've got fucking two new TVs. They should have yeah, apps but, on basic but... TVs. Yeah, but the problem is that's a that's a, a business thing between Paramount, the distributor, and Sony or Samsung or whatever because businesses have business conflicts and don't support businesses that aren't in their little parent companies. You know what I mean? No, so that's true. more of... Lift the game. Everyone else has done it. Oh, Ao took forever to get on my Samsung TV. Um, but yeah. I understand where you come from, but you literally have a Telstra box in your garage, bro. Step your game up. I'd like to say hi to Dusty, who was walking in the background there. Shout out Dusty, (laughs) the only good Dusty, because Richmond suck in podcasting. Byron came inside, so he he ran downstairs to see what was happening. That's okay. Let's let's end it here, guys. That about wraps us up for the week. Don't forget to check us out on social media for up-to-date West United content. Uh, Share, like, subscribe, review. All out. All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? Oh, West that way.